The quest to keep life on target, the quest for the wisdom of God, the uncompromising insight and, and wisdom so that we're able to live God-honoring lives uh, with our work, with our words, uh, with our resources, uh, with our, just our, our lives in total. In Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 15, we are instructed to walk carefully, not as fools, but as wise. Walk carefully, not as fools, but as wise. And, of course, carefully there means to do something accurately, to do it precisely, or to be paying close attention to it. So we need to be paying close attention to our lives. We need to give a, a accurate and precise attention to every step that we make, that we take every decision that is made in order to keep life on track. As you see there in Ephesians 5, when you read those verses, that, you know, it tells us that the reason we are to do this and admonished to do this is because the days are evil. Notice we're living in evil days, and the enemy, of course, is out to, uh, to, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But the good news is Jesus Christ has come to give us life and to give it to us more abundantly, more abundantly. So the psalmist tells us that the word of God makes you wiser than your enemies. So if the days are evil and we are to be careful, we are to, to give precise, accurate attention to the steps that we're taking, decisions that we're making, and the word of God makes you wiser than your enemies. So I think the only common sense thing to do is to go to the word, which makes us wiser than our enemies, and become wise as a result of getting the word of God into our hearts having our minds renewed, our lives are being transformed, and with that we are set for our quest, our pursuit, and our search to, to continue on in life and making wise choices every, each and every day of our lives. There's a characteristic that I've noticed of uh, what I consider to be wise people, wise men and women. Those are people that I look up to. Uh, sometimes they're older, some, some may be younger, but you know, just my point being is that when I see someone that I consider them a, a wise individual, I've noticed a, a, a commonality in these individuals and is that when I consider a wise man or a wise woman, and, and I've noticed that is they are individuals that will continue to hear and they will continue to increase in their learning. They never have an attitude of, I know it all. They never have an attitude of, well, I heard that before, so that I don't need to pay any attention to what you're saying, or I've read that before, or I've taken that class you know, 30 years ago, and I know all about it, and so forth. But it's a very wise person. It's always a teachable person. They will continue to hear and continue to increase in learning. So you're here today to hear to worship the Lord, to hear the word of the Lord, and to increase in your learning, and you're being well-equipped to keep life on, on, on track. You're very well-equipped to, to uh, give close attention to every step that you're taking, every decision that you're making. And so I want to encourage you to continue to listen to counsel, receive instruction, that you may be wise in your latter days. Proverbs 19.20 tells us that. Listen to counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise in your latter days. You say, well, what are the latter days? Is that when you get old? Now, if you're 14 to, and you're going to turn 15 this year, well, then you're in your latter days of your 14th year. So you're always in your latter days. You're never, going to, you're never going to get any days back. So always listen to counsel, receive instruction that you may be wise. The Proverbs also tells us in, in verse, chapter 19 and verse 27, it says, cease listening to instruction and you will stray from the words of knowledge. 
So you never want to cease listening to instruction. You always want to keep walking with the Lord. He is for you. He is not against you. So I'm going to share with you this morning. Uh, I want to encourage you to open up to the book of Proverbs, chapter 1. I'm going to read some of, the, some of the passages today. I'm going to read from the Message Bible. It just gives a little bit more color to it, a little bit more dimension to it. It's a paraphrased version by Eugene Peterson, the Message Bible. If you don't have one, I encourage you to pick one up sometime. It it's, uh, it's, makes for really interesting reading. So we're to walk carefully in wisdom, keeping life on track. So let's read Proverbs chapter 1. I'll begin reading at verse 1. I'm going to read through 7 from the Message Bible. It says, These are the wise saying of Solomon, David's son, Israel's king, written down so we'll know how to live well and right. To understand what life means and where it's going. A manual for living. For learning what's right and just and fair. To teach the inexperienced the ropes and give our young people a grasp on reality. There's something here for seasoned men and women, still a thing or two for the experience to learn. Fresh wisdom to probe and penetrate the rhymes and reasons of wise men and women. Start with God. The first step in learning is bowing down to God. You know, it's yielding to God. It's the first step in learning. Then it goes on, the second part of the verse 7 says, Only fools thumb their noses at such wisdom and learning. Only a fool would thumb its nose at such wisdom and learning. So continue on with God. There's something here for seasoned men and women, a thing or two for the experience to learn. Proverbs chapter 3. If you're following with me, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 8. Verse 5 through 8 says, Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. Make a note of that. Listen. Everyone say listen. listen. For God's voice in everything you do. Verse 7, Don't assume you know it all. Run to God, run from evil. Your body will glow with health. Your very bones will vibrate with life. So as you listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go, what you'll discover is he is the one that's walking with you, speaking to you, and he is the one that will keep your life on track. He'll keep you from going off course. And the key for us is to, is, is to develop the art of listening. Listen for his voice in everything we do. Not just some things, not only the things that we just assume, well, I don't know how to do this, I can't do this, so I, I need to hear from God, but in everything, in every decision of every day. Doing something today the same way you did it yesterday or last year may be okay, but God may have a different path for you. He may have a, a different way for you to do something. And so you always want to be listening to God. You always want to be open and to be teachable. In, in chapter 5 of Proverbs, verse 1 and 2, it says, Dear friend, pay close attention to this, my wisdom. Listen very closely to the way I see it, then you will acquire a taste for good sense. What I tell you will keep you out of trouble. 
I mean, that sounds fair enough, doesn't it? Listen, pay close attention to this, my wisdom. Listen very carefully. The, one of, the, pri- one of the, the primary themes in wis- of, of, uh, of wisdom is to listen to me. When you read through the Proverbs, you, many times say, listen to me. Pay, it, pay close attention to what I'm saying. Heed to the words of your mother and your father. But it's, a, it's a reoccurring throughout the Proverbs. Listen to me. Listen to me. You say, why would I listen? Why, what's so important about listening? Can't I just do this on my own? Uh, you may want to avoid doing it on your own. Been there, done that, didn't turn out too well. Would you like to, uh, has anyone ever said, I wish I would have paid attention? I would like to be able to avoid regrets. Anyone in here ever have any regrets? Any regrets whatsoever? Wish you would have done something differently or not done something you did do? You're living with regret. Not that I'm not saying that in a sense of a, to put guilt or condemnation, but wow, if I had a do-over, this is how I'd do it. I think we all have those to some degree, but the, the theme of Proverbs is listen to me. I'm interested in leading you, guiding you, directing you, keeping your life on track for you. If you will pay attention to me, if you'll take heed to my words and pay attention to me, it'll, it'll be very, very beneficial to you. So listen, avoid regrets. In Proverbs chapter 5, I'm going to read verse uh, 3 through 14 again from the Message Bible. And it's using, it's using the seductive woman here as an illustration of things, what we are to do in order to avoid regrets. Now, this has to do with a seductive woman, but avoiding regrets is, is, is in every arena of life, not just when it comes to a man-woman relationship, inappropriate relationships, but this is the illustration that it's using, but don't, don't hear this this morning thinking, well, that doesn't pertain to me. I'm not in that situation. Well, listen to the principles that are in here. And the young men and women, pay, especially, be paying close attention Older men and women, be paying close attention. Listen to what the Spirit, what is the Spirit of God speaking to you as you hear these words this morning? The lips of a seductive woman are oh so sweet. Her words, her soft words are oh so smooth, but it won't be long before she's gravel in your mouth. That can be applied as there's many things that look very attractive, very enticing, but they don't end up being what they're advertised to be. There'll be gravel in your mouth, a pain in your gut, a wound in your heart. She's dancing down the primrose path to death. She's, she's headed straight for hell and taking you with her. She hasn't a clue about real life, about who she is or where she's going. So my friend, listen. Everyone say listen. Listen closely. Don't treat my words casually. Keep your distance from such a woman. Absolutely stay out of her neighborhood. You won't want to squander your wonderful life to waste your precious life among the hard-hearted. Why would you allow strangers to take advantage of you? Why be exploited by those who care nothing for you? You don't want to end your life full of regrets, nothing but sin and bones, saying, oh, Why didn't I do what they told me? 
Why did I reject a disciplined life? Why didn't I listen to my mentors or take my teachers seriously? My life is ruined. I, I haven't one blessed thing to show for my life. So based on what wisdom is calling out here, beyond the illustration of the seductive woman, wisdom is crying out to anything that is seductive, anything that is seducing you away from keeping Christ the center of your heart. And that, my friend, is happening on a daily basis. We're living in evil days. The forces of darkness are very real, but as we are living in this world and we're living in times of darkness and times of stress, it's, it's incumbent upon us to be listening, to be paying close attention and not to be treating the word of the Lord casually and not to be treating the voice of your conscience conscious casually. You have a conscience and you have, your, you have a, the voice of your conscience. You know what's right, and you know what's wrong. You have an ability to discern and to know, and we are to learn to pay close attention and, and to be making good choices and not to be going through life and just being a, a, a seduced by everything that looks attractive to us. We're not to be seduced. We're not to, we're not to look back at life and say, oh my gosh, I'm just nothing. I, I'm, I, didn't, I did not listen to my mentors. I did not take my teachers seriously. Folks, if we will learn to listen to the voice of wisdom, we can avoid regrets. Thank you for your overwhelming enthusiasm. So apparently, you, you enjoy regrets a whole lot more than I do. I mean, I'm thinking, wow, if I wouldn't have done that, if I wouldn't have made this investment, or if I wouldn't have made this decision, I'd be so much farther down the road. Apparently, you just, you like where you're at. Let me try this again. If you will listen, learn to listen carefully and pay attention to the voice of wisdom, you can avoid regrets in life. Thank you for waking up. <laughs> I need a little bit of feedback here. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sharing with you the voice of the Lord. Pay close attention to this. Listen very carefully. Listen carefully. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 32 and 34. I'm going to switch back now to the New King James Version. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 32 and 34. It says, Now therefore, listen to me, my children, for blessed are those who keep my ways. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise. Do not disdain it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors. So again, just the admonition, the encouragement, the instruction to listen carefully. Listen to me. Listen to me. A wise man will hear and increase in learning. So are you hearing? Are you increasing in learning? You don't want to be in the category of Proverbs 1 and verse 7. It says, fools despise wisdom and instruction. You don't want to be despising wisdom and, and, and instruction. So turn with me now, if you would, to Mark chapter 4. I want to show you something from the Mark 4, the, known as the parable of the sower. And Jesus gives this particular parable. And this is the parable they said, if you don't understand this one, you won't understand. And if you don't understand this one, you won't understand any of them. But he begins this parable with, with a very interesting word in, in verse 3 of Mark chapter 4. And what is the first word here? 
What is it? I can't hear you. Listen. Listen. When Jesus is calling us to listen, calling us to hear, he's not merely attempting to get our attention. You know, sometimes as parents will do that or teachers do that, say, listen up, listen up, come on. Quiet, everyone, listen up. Meaning you just want them to hear what you're saying. Well, that's part of it, but it's much deeper than that. When Jesus is calling us to, to listen, he's calling us to hear, and to hear, he's not primarily attempting to get your attention. That's not the primary thing that he's doing. What he is really wanting, he's, he's commanding us to discipline our hearts, to discipline our hearts towards a receptive and re, a receptive and a responsive stance when he is speaking. Rather than just saying, okay, I'm listening. I'm hearing what you're saying, but my mind is somewhere else. My heart is somewhere else. I, I'm audibly hearing what you're saying, but I'm not really listening. He's saying that's not good enough. You need to be able to listen with your heart, with, an, with a responsive attitude, with a responsive attitude. Hearing more than, you know, when, when it's talking, basically he's, he's instructing us what, we're, what our responsibility here is that we are to be sensitizing our ears to hear his leading, to hear his leading. So we ask ourselves the question, am I hearing his leading or am I just drawing blanks like I really don't know which decision to make. I don't know whether to turn left or to turn right. I don't know whether to do this or to do that. I don't know what to say. But, you know, I, I believe we can come to a place in our walk with God, in our quest for wisdom, that we can be in tune with God and in tune with the Holy Spirit who, who is speaking on God's behalf in our hearts and minds today. And his spirit is bearing witness with our spirit that we are his children. And Jesus said that he's the good shepherd and that his sheep hear his voice so the voice of the stranger they will not follow that because they don't know the voice of the stranger so we need to learn we want to be in tune with the very voice of God coming to us through the Holy Spirit of God sensitizing our ears to hear hearing is more than hearing acoustical sounds Well, that really sounds good. That song sounds really nice. Or that sound of the waterfall is beautiful. We have all these different ideas of what sounds beautifully, acoustically. But when it comes to hearing the voice of God, it's more than hearing an acoustical sound. Matter of fact, that's one of the dilemmas that we have because we talk about hearing the voice of God, obeying and listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And I will be the first to tell you, I'm not sure I've ever heard an audible voice in any of the leadings of God in my life. Sometimes I wish it would be an audible voice. I feel like it would be easier. I feel like it would be more definitive. It would have greater clarity to it. But then even as I'm saying that, I'm saying God is probably is, is saying, well, you, you do hear it in an audible voice. When I speak through your spouse, when I speak through your pastor, when I speak through your friend, when I speak through your prayer partner, when they encourage you, when they give you their insight and what their discernment is, you're hearing it. Yeah, but that's not God. <laughs> well, where does God dwell today? I can't hear you. 
He dwells in us. So if God's dwelling in me, and we're together as one, and we're praying, and we're believing God, we're looking, we're, we're looking for wise counsel from one another. So if I say something that is, is the voice of wisdom, you heard it audibly. Are you responding to it as an audible voice from God, as an authoritative, audible voice from God? And that's what Jesus is saying when he begins the parable. He said, listen to me, listen. Behold, a sower went out to sow. And then he gives the parable. But he began, he didn't begin it until he said, listen. And I said, I want you to be paying attention. Right now, I want your attention. And I want you to be listening with a responsive heart. I have something to share with you. I'm, I'm giving you a life lesson. I'm giving you a parable that you're going to have. A, it's going to be a challenge for you to wrap your mind around this. But when you wrap your mind around this parable, the parable of the sower, it's going to open up a whole lot of insight for you into the workings of God's kingdom here on the earth. So the next time you pray your, your, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as is in heaven, you'll be able to identify when his kingdom is manifest. When you understand this parable, when you're listening with a responsive attitude that I'm listening and I'm, I'm listening with an intent to do what I'm hearing. I'm going to respond. That's what Jesus is saying here. Listen up. I have something very important to tell you. Gives the parable. Then he goes on and gives an explanation. Then he came back and gave an explanation of the parable. In verse, it begins that in verse 13. But here's what I want you to see. Uh, in this particular parable, there's different types of soil. There's different types of soil, and the soil really represents the heart. So it really could be the parable of the sower, the parable of, of the sower, and, and the heart of the hearer. But we talk about the soil. The soil of one's heart, that's the condition, that's the responsiveness, that's, the, that's how well you are listening the difference in this rocky soil and the thorny soil and the shallow soil and the good soil is in how they were listening. Were they listening with a responsive posture? I'm listening to what you're saying. But I'm paying attention to the instructions because as soon as, you're, as soon as you are finished giving me these instructions, I am a student. I'm going to turn right around and I'm going to go and apply them. I'm not going to wait until you're done talking, then go back to thinking about or doing what I was doing in the first place before you interrupted me. I'm listening. Everyone say, I'm listening. listening. Say, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. So now look at the soils here in verse, let's begin uh, at verse 14, Proverbs chapter 4. It says, the sower sows the word, and these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. So he's speaking. He's sowing the word, ministering the word. When the word is being spoken, it's sown into your hearts. Uh, verse 15 says, And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. The next line, When they hear, when they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. So they heard the word, listening. 
Verse 16, these likewise are the ones sown on stony ground who when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. But they have no root in themselves and so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Verse 18, now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word, hear the word. And the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the desire for other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. So we have three types of soil so far and that are, are defined here. So these are the ones, of the, the first one is, they were by the wayside. The second one is the, uh, it was on stony ground. Then the third soil, condition of the heart was sown among thorns. You know, there's a lot of other stuff going on in life. There's so much going on in your life, it's hard to even get the seed in there for the seed to take root. But I want you to notice that all three of these soils heard they heard the word. So many times we also hear the word. We hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, whether it be an audible voice or whether it be that inward witness, the voice of your, your recreated spirit, the voice of your conscience. You hear that voice, you know, I shouldn't do that. I, shouldn't be, I should not be going in this direction. It's a dead-end road. It's, it's, gonna, it's, it's, it's a road marked with regrets. I know that, but I'm just going to continue because I'm really having a good time right now, and I can stop before it's too late, and before you know it, it's too late, and now you're living with regrets because you, kept, you, you heard, but you, all this other stuff is going on, all those other rocky, thorny cares and deceitfulness of riches, all these other things were going on. Yes, you heard, but you didn't have a responsive heart. You didn't have the responsive heart that while you were going this way, you heard the Holy Spirit say, stop and turn around. 180. And follow me. But God, but God, all my friends are going that way. The Holy Spirit's saying, go this way. Go, but God, it doesn't make any sense. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge me, and I will direct your path. But God, but God. But you keep obeying God, and you're going to find yourself in a place where you are not living with regrets. You're going to find yourself in the wisdom of God. You're going to find yourself, your, your, your body's going to be enjoying good health. You're going to find yourself having the peace of God, the love of God manifested. You're going to find yourself with fewer and fewer regrets. And I don't know about you, but I don't need any more regrets. I had enough regrets in my life, in my short lifetime, that I don't, I don't need any more. I don't want to make any mistakes. I don't want to make mistakes that are, that, that are going to end up being regretful. I don't want to say something I'm going to regret. I don't want to do something I'm going to regret. I don't want to spend something I'm going to regret. I just don't want to waste any time. Yeah. Redeem the time. The wisdom of God will help us redeem the time. So uh, sensitizing our ears to hear the leading of the Holy Spirit. Sensitizing our ears. Listen, pay attention, 
Hearing more than the sounds, it's receiving and responding to what did you hear. Verse 20 of, of, of Mark chapter 4 says, but these are the ones sown on good ground. This is the one that has ears to hear, paying attention, 100% paying attention, not distracted, no rocky soil, no thorns, no cares and concerns about the things of this world, but this person is hearing. Those who hear the word, they accept it. You heard it and you accepted it mean, yes, yes, I'm, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to say. This is the steps, this is the direction I'm going. You heard it, and you accepted it. That is the wisdom of God manifested. The person that hears and accepts the word, and it bears fruit, some 30, some 60, and some 100. So it's that corresponding action to the word that Jesus is speaking to you. I want to give you one more verse in closing. It's found in Hebrews chapter 4 in verse 2. It says, for indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. It's talking about the children of Israel and, and their it's using them as an illustration of hard-heartedness, not obeying, referring to them as being stiff-necked. They're not obeying the leading of God in their lives. It says, for indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Notice the... Ch in other words, the children of Israel... They heard the word. You hear the word. But when Jesus is saying, listen, pay attention. When you're reading Proverbs, the book of wisdom, when it's a recurring theme, it's listen, pay attention to the voice of the Spirit. Pay attention to the truths of Scripture. Pay attention, receive it. Receive it. Here it's saying that the children of, of old, they heard the word, but it didn't profit them. And the reason it didn't benefit them is because they didn't hear it with a responsive attitude. They didn't hear it with a heart that's really hearing what was being spoken and then respond accordingly. But it's saying it didn't profit them because it did not mix faith with the word that they heard, implying that when you mix faith, and faith is defined as corresponding actions to the word of God. You know, it's when you read the word, you hear the word, you respond to it accordingly. Corresponding action. It's called trusting God. You know, it's you're going to respond accordingly. So it's not being mixed with faith to those who heard it, implying that you'll mix faith with the word of God. You put corresponding action to the word that you hear that it will profit you. So you have that unction of the Holy Spirit. You have the unction. You know what's right. You know what's wrong. Young men and women, you know what's right. You know what's wrong. You know what steps to take. You know what steps not to take. You know what direction to go into. You know what direction you ought not to go into. You know what the boundaries are. You know what the right path is. You're not ignorant. You can you try to plead ignorance, but I know you're not ignorant. Adults, you're not ignorant either. So stop acting like, well, I'm just going to plead ignorance and I'm going to ask God to forgive me later. Well, that's a life of regret. Avoid regrets. 
pay attention to the word, pay attention to God leading you, guiding you, directing you, and you will not be seduced by the flattering things that this world has to offer because it's null and void. But the fullness and the rich and the full life are going to come to us and be manifested as a result of loving God, hearing his voice, having him lead us, guide us, and and direct us, and we are listening. Cease listening, and you will stray from the word of knowledge. Never, ever stop listening. Never, ever take the attitude, I have arrived. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. I don't need to listen to that again. Uh, I beg to differ with you. You probably need to hear it again and again and again. And then after that, you might want to start over listening to the whole thing again. God loves you. He has your very best interest at heart. And he, he wanting to lead, guide, and to direct your life is not to be restrictive. It's not to confine you. It's not to, uh, you know, saying, well, can I have any fun in this world? Uh, I, yes, I think when we're walking in the wisdom of God, we're going to, you're going to be the most joyful, fulfilled individuals, people on planet Earth. <laughs> All right, go enjoy Disney World. <laughs> Praise God. God loves you. Keep listening. You hear his voice. Develop a sensitivity to the voice of God. Take small obedient steps. And there's something that's, man, I really think I heard from God, but I have a little bit of doubt. I have a little bit of confusion concerning it. Was it the voice of God? Was it not the voice of God? Pray into it. Ask people your prayer partners. Ask other people to pray with you and ask them for their perspective. In a multitude of counselors, there is safety. There's wisdom in a multitude of Christian counselors, of people that are wise counselors who give you wise counsel. So, are you still listening? That's good. Now, switch gears because I'm done and start listening to the Holy Spirit the rest of the day. Have him lead you, guide you, and direct you. And he'll direct you through a successful day, a great week. Can't promise you it'll be challenge-free because he walks with you through the valley of the shadow of death, through the valley of the shadow of death. So if if he's leading you through it, you're going to go through it. You're not going to camp in it. You're going to come out of it. He's going to lead you right back here next Sunday morning. And he's probably going to lead you to bring about three or four people with you. And so this is a test. We're going to see how well you're listening and responding to the Holy Spirit. I will be here. I think, yeah, I'm going to be here. <laughs> Praise God. All right, you get, you get the point. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you so much. For your love, I thank that you have set your attention on us. And Father, I thank you didn't leave us here as orphans without direction, without uh, parenting, without provision and protection. But you've sent the Holy Spirit 
When Jesus ascended to be seated at your right hand, the first order of business was to send the Holy Spirit to abide in us, to lead us, to guide us, to direct us. So thank you for the voice of the Holy Spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And Father, we decree and we declare that we hear your voice. We're in a posture to listen with responsive attitudes, responsive hearts from this moment forth in Jesus' name. I pray that over everyone in here today. Thanking you, Lord. Thanking you, Father. Make that declaration. Say, thank you, Lord. Your servant hears. Lead me. Guide me, direct me in the ways of wisdom. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Well, praise God. We're done. If you have any other prayer requests, some people would love to meet you up here and pray with you. If you're here and say, I've never received Jesus as my Lord and Savior, please don't leave without having someone pray with you up front here. We'd love to pray with you. Or you can catch me in the back. I'll pray with you. But if you need Jesus as Savior, you know, we want to make sure that we give you the opportunity to make that commitment. It's a very wise commitment. So we love you. Have a great rest of the day, and we'll see you sometime real soon. God bless.